Hey, this is Rich Wilkerson. I'm the pastor of Voo Church in Miami, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. I want you to jump real quick to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 29. I want to read a few verses, and then I'm going I'm to preach like I feel it. I've got some amazing news to share with you. So if you're just joining on right now, maybe let some people know on YouTube, Pastor Rich has some really groundbreaking news he wants to share. And so maybe you missed worship, maybe you missed the vision video, but guess what? You can still hear about this announcement live right now. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 29. This is King David at the time. He's not a king yet. He's a young boy. And David says, now what have I done? Said David, is there not a cause? Let's just say that out loud. Is there there not a cause? Is there not a cause? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul and Saul sent for him. Look at verse 32. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. And today... I wanna use this text and I want to bear my heart on this Vision Sunday. This is not a day really for the spectator. This is the day for the participator. I'm really treating this like a heart and soul Sunday. Normally we do that on a Wednesday night with just people that wanna lean in, but we don't have that ability right now. So I'm preaching to the heart and soul of our church. I wonder, are you up for the fight? I wonder, is there anybody that wants to get in the fight with the enemy? Is there anybody that wants to make the enemy pay to say, let's establish the church of Jesus Christ. Let's declare our best days are still in front of us. I wanna preach the next few moments as we kick off this collection, play the long game. Today, I titled this simple message, A Just Cause. A Just Cause. A Just Cause. And that's, that's the word that I just, I, I wanna get into your heart today. This, this idea of play the long game is uh, just the thing that I have been hearing in the spirit for, for many, many months. I, I've just been hearing all throughout 2020, really, just the Holy Spirit whispering to my heart, I'm gonna shout it to yours today. Just tell the church, play the long game. Uh, exhale, <laughs> breathe, relax, play the long game. I wrote it down this week in my journal, At Vu Church, we're not trying to be an overnight success. We're aiming to create an overtime impact. I want you to get that in your notes today as we start talking about things. Because here's what I know. I can teach you how to grow. I can't teach you how to grow overnight. I can teach you how to grow over time. Great churches are not built overnight. Great churches are built over time. How do you build a great church? We learned it last year. Brick by brick, person by person, moment by moment, servant leader by servant leader, team by team, service by service, location by location. We're playing the long game. And I want to give you a long-term vision. I want to establish something in your heart today. I want you to get a vision that when the pain doesn't make sense, you would go, guess what? I got a purpose. And because I got a purpose, I can endure through the pain. See, this idea of playing the long game, what it really comes down to is that we don't just want to celebrate the short-term success. We don't just want to celebrate the immediate results, but rather we want to be people that understand that life happens to us day by day. 
And that for a long-term vision to come to pass, it's gonna require a process. And we wanna be people that celebrate the process. I wanna create a church that takes time to celebrate the development that's taking place. I remember when Job, after he goes through some of the greatest atrocities, some of the greatest trials, he results with this word, Job chapter one, verse 21. He says, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. The insight that Job has is Job is teaching you and I that no matter what the scenario looks like, no matter what the terrain feels like, regardless of how the environment is feeling in the moment, there is always a reason to give God praise. Whether it's sunny outside or the rain is pouring. I don't know if I'm preaching to anybody in 2020, but yo, if you can thank God in 2020, how many know you can praise him easy in 2021? We, we want to play the long game. I, I want to go further than just the moment. I want to care about more than just immediate results. The opposite of the long game would be the short game. <laughs> and if you're wondering what the short game is, uh, the short game is any time you put away the hard thing simply to do the easy, immediate thing. You know, we've been doing this since we were kids, right? I, homework or go play outside. Playing outside is a whole lot more fun than homework. <laughs> um, 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 eating healthy or, 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 or sneaking into Giorno pizzas. Hello, where's my, where's my people at, you know? The idea of the matter is, is that we live in a moment right now where people want immediate results, immediate pleasure. The problem is that when you play the short game, how many know it's just moment by moment, it's a little bit by little bit, you can't necessarily tell the results that they're having but the days they turn into weeks and the weeks turn into months and the months turn into years. And before you know it, it has an enormous negative result if you only play the short game. I think a lot of times the reason why people um, continue to play the short game is because they can't see the result of playing the long game. How many of you know that like, just because you study for one test doesn't mean you're gonna get all straight A's? How many of you know that just because you go to the gym tomorrow doesn't mean that all of a sudden you have a good physique? <laughs> Uh, j just because right now all of a sudden you, you eat one night broccoli and chicken doesn't mean that you now have a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> just because you go to sleep tonight on time and wake up early doesn't mean that you now have all the health benefits of a healthy sleep order. And so because we get into it and it doesn't happen fast enough, because it doesn't take place in the moment we want, we keep giving up the idea of playing the long game and we have no idea the negative cost of playing the short game. And I just want our church to understand loud and clear that this is not who we are. That as a church, I don't want us to buy into the hype, bro. That's not why we started this church, to be cool. We didn't start this church to be stylish. We didn't start this church to be catchy. We didn't start this church to be loved by the world. We started this church because we believe that over time, if we'd be faithful to God, God would return his faithfulness and we would see the lost come home. That's why we started it, bro. That's why we're doing it. Please, please, if you're watching today and this is your first year at Voo Church, do not buy into the success. The success, success is a lousy teacher. It will lie to you and it will make you think that you are better than you are. Five years have come and gone and I am grateful for all that God has done. But I stand on this stage today excited about what he is going to do.
I think over and over again, as I'm just thinking around this theme and I've got the next four weeks to unpack some thoughts that God's been giving me, the question is, well, how, how do we as a church, how do we ensure that we will be committed to playing the long game? Like practically, how do we do that? I read a book not too long ago by one of my favorite authors, Simon Sinek. And he wrote a book and his title's better than our title. We said, play the long game. He wrote a book called The Infinite Game. A little bit longer than the long game. <laughs> the game doesn't ever end. <laughs> he has an eternal perspective. And in the infinite game, what he suggests is he suggests that leaders who have a just cause are leaders who build an environment and a purpose that's bigger than themselves and bigger than the people around it. And I love one of the lines he said. He said, wise leaders think about how what they're doing will impact the generations to come after them. And today, I want to remind you and I that we don't just have a just cause. We have the greatest cause the world has ever known. This cause is the church of Jesus Christ. And for you and I today, let me just tell you, it doesn't just start and stop with you and I, but rather this is a cause that's been going for 2,000 years. You and I at VU Church, we have the greatest cause. It came from Jesus Christ's mouth himself that he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. You and I are invited into the story. And right here at VU Church, we have a singular mission to bring people that are far from God, close to God. And if you can get a just cause, you can hang on tight to play the long game. To play the long game. I love our story today because uh, it's the story of young David. And I love David because we don't just get a season of his life, we get a whole, he's one of the unique Bible characters that you see so much of his life unfold. I think every year I kind of find myself leaning into some messages around David. There's so many things that we can talk about. But David in our text today is maybe 16, 17 years of age and he's showing up to the battlefield. And at the battlefield, the Israelites are at war with the Philistines. The Philistines are this godless nation and they are one of Israel's greatest enemies. And when he gets there to the battlefield, what he discovers is that for 40 days and for 40 nights, there has been no fighting whatsoever. Everyone has just been on the sidelines spectating. No one's participating. No one, everyone's dressed in armor. Everyone's got swords. Everyone's got shields, but nobody's fighting. Could this be a picture for some churches today? We've got our Bibles, we dress the part, we play church, but we're not actually waging any war. We're just spectating. And David shows up on the scene, and when he shows up on the scene, he's confused. He's confused why nobody's fighting. He's confused why everyone's sitting. He's confused by all the apathy. He doesn't understand why there's no passion. He doesn't understand why the battle is not waging. And so he gets there, and he looks around, and he's confused. He's like, what in the world is going on right here? But what he doesn't know is that there's a man by the name of Goliath. Goliath is a 10-foot-tall giant. And Goliath is the champion of the Philistine army. And Goliath has decided to level the playing field that rather than two nations fight, he thinks, let's go mano a mano. And whoever wins between me and one of your champions will be the victor for either nation. So nobody wants to fight Goliath. How many know we all got some Goliaths in our life? How many know we got some obstacles? How many know that Voo Church has got some obstacles and some opposition and some challenges that stand in front of us from where we are to where we want to get, but we're going to have to face the Goliaths. And David shows up on the scene 
And David looks around, I've preached it many times. I'll probably preach it a few more times if you stick around this church. I don't plan on going anywhere. And he gets on the scene and he starts asking questions. And when he starts asking questions, everyone criticizes him and says, hey, yo, shut up, bro, you're too young. You, don't, you have no idea, bro. You can't plant a church in Miami. Dog, you guys are way too, you have no idea what it takes to build a church. David, what do you know about fighting, bro? Like you, you're a shepherd. Don't bring your stuff here. I love David. He, he looks back and he just has this one question. He says, is there not a cause? Thousands of years ago, Simon Sinek doesn't even know it, but he's quoting that every person Every organization, every place, if they're going to play the long game, if they're going to face the opposition, if they're going to take down the obstacles, they need a just cause. Truth of the matter is that life happens from cause and effect. A lot of people don't like the effects in their life, but they don't ever address the cause in their life. You can't change the effects if you don't change the cause. To have an effect, you have to have a cause. Without a cause, you will be ineffective. I wonder today, do you ever feel like your faith is ineffective? I wonder today, do you ever feel like this thing, being a Christian, is ineffective? Do you ever look around and say, I feel like some churches are ineffective? I don't know about you, but I don't want to be an ineffective believer. And if I'm going to if I'm going to stop being an ineffective believer, I got to get back to the root. I got to get back to the cause. I need a reason to fight. I need a purpose to prevail. I need something bigger. I need a vision to move forward. Is there not a cause? I love David. David's like, I'll fight him. I'll fight him. Oh, David, you don't know what you're talking about. I got a cause. You guys don't understand. God has spoken to me as to who I'm called to be. You can't see it yet but I know what he has said to me. You don't understand that that giant stands in between us and our future, us and our destiny. So if we just sit around and let the giant hurl his threats at us, we will never walk into what we're called to walk into. I got a cause. I can't sit on the sideline. I got to participate. I got to fight. I got to be a part of this thing. I got a cause. I, I felt it this way in my spirit. This generation doesn't need something to live for. This generation needs something worth dying for. David's going, yo, if this means my very life, it's worth it. It's worth it. That's why I'm saying today is not the day to bring your friend to church per se. <laughs> because I'm talking to you heart and soul. If this thing, the church, is what Jesus said it is, if it's as potent as he says it is, if the cause is as real as he said it is, if it's about life and death, heaven and hell. Let's play the long game. Let's face the challenges of today. Let's attack, let's fight. You got enough to live for. I wonder, maybe you're missing something that's worth dying for. If a cause is not worth dying for, it certainly is not worth living for. I don't know what your cause is. Lots of causes today. But the one cause I have is to build the church of Jesus Christ, to see the broken come home, to see his name lifted high. And we're doing it right here in Miami and you're invited into the story. And for the next four weeks, culminating on December 13th, we have an action plan. We wanna lay out for you vision. You can go to vuchurch.com today 
and you can actually begin to see a landing page of all the initiatives, all the great things that we're doing in 2021 with your dollars, with your resources, how we're mobilizing people, how we're releasing your resources to touch people with the gospel and the good news of Jesus. But in order for us to give, in order for us to fight, in order for us to participate, it requires us to operate with a just cause. Now I wanted to show you three basic things. I'm not gonna preach long. I got a couple announcements I wanna make, but just three basic things that I see in the text that if you're gonna maintain playing the long game, if you wanna know if you have a just cause, you will see the signs of it because David operates in it. Look at this, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Notice what happens right here. I wanna start right there at, uh, we'll start at verse 33. Saul replied to David, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy and he has been fighting men from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Don't you just love David's trash talking? Because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. I think the first thing that we gotta see, if you wanna know if you have a just cause, is simply this. You have to manage the monotony. You have to manage the monotony. This word monotony speaks about the mundane things. It, monotony means that you don't have many options. Monotony means it, it, it takes away your, your, your options. And I like options, but how many know that we live in a world today where so many people, like, we hate the same. We, we avoid the same. I mean, we're being feed, fed so many images and so much all the time consistently, and we want something new all the time. Like, no one, like, shows up like, yo, bro, have you seen? I've been wearing the same shoes for a year. <laughs> like, that's not cool, you know? Like, no one's like, oh, bro, man, yeah, I can't wait to show you guys my apartment. Wait a minute, isn't that the apartment you lived in for 10 years? I know, but I wanted to celebrate the same one. Yeah. We, we don't do that. Like, I still got the same job. Like, people don't get excited about that. There's some married people. They don't want the same partner. They want a new one. Uh, we get addicted to the new. Wow. Yeah, here's my deal. I'm not opposed to new things. I love new things. What I get concerned about, especially in 2020, is that people don't understand that without commitment, you remove all the depth in your life. It's commitment that produces depth. Oh my goodness. We're obsessed with the new shiny thing and the change and make it different, say it different, do it different. But I'm telling you, that is shallow. Like, listen to me. Your relationships without commitment are shallow. Your work that you do without commitment, it's shallow. There's no depth to that. There's no meaning to that. There's no purpose to that. Your faith without commitment is shallow. Your church without commitment, it's shallow. Commitment turns dreams into realities. But how many of you know uh, your commitment is tested in monotony? Yeah. Like, I don't know how to say it any, 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 any better than this, but like, notice David, uh, they go, David, there's no way you could take down Goliath. You've never fought a man like this. He's like, oh, but you don't understand. Um, <laughs> I'm a shepherd for my dad. What? I'm a shepherd for my dad. 
tell us about your work. Yeah, ain't nobody seen my work. Um, it's been pretty monotonous. I've been out there with sheep all day. And, uh, but, but one time, uh, a bear came. And I know nobody saw me do it. I know, but I know nobody praised me. No one, no one posted the gram. No one, no one photographed it, but, but, I, but I defeated the bear. And, and, and like, I know, I know another time, I mean, it, was a, it, was, it wasn't like immediately after, it was some time just with the sheep. Pretty boring, to be honest with you. Pretty, pretty not a lot of skills required. It was just with sheep. I don't want to toot my horn too much. It was pretty monotonous. But another time, a lion came. And uh, when the lion came, like the bear, uh, yours truly uh, took him down. So I just want you to know, um, this ain't new to me. I just want you to know, this ain't my first fight. I just want you to know that which I'm raising my hand for um, is actually on the heels of a whole lot of other battles you just never saw. I learned a long time ago, if I'm ever going to win in public, I better learn how to win in private. And David is showing commitment in monotonous. He's, he's managing the monotony. You want to play the long game? It is really easy for us to cheer. I'm in for the long game. All right, let's see how you manage the next 12 months. Because let's just be honest, being a shepherd is not cool. Like, I don't know, how, I was thinking about this week, like, what does it mean to be a shepherd? And, you know, I, I don't have any experience doing this. But, um, you know, like, sheep, by the way, are, are the dumbest animals on the planet. Not, I didn't say that. That's, that's like a, that's a very, like, agreed upon truth. Like, they're just... Mah, just dumb. And so, like, what, what is it? What's the requirements to be a shepherd? Show up. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm early, actually. You got to feed them. Hey, whatever I got, you, you, you can have. I'll resource you. You, you feed them, you know. You got to find them. They're, they're really known for wandering. It's funny that Jesus always likens us to sheep. It's like, what do you think about me, man? You know, like, <laughs> um, shepherd have to go find them. Shepherd have to protect them. Have to protect them. This is the requirements of being a shepherd. Showing up, feeding them, finding them, protecting them. Showing up, feeding them, finding them, protecting them. And David's like, you don't understand. I know it doesn't look like I can take down Goliath, and we'll see. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I'm gonna need God's help. But like, I just want you to know there's levels to this man and I've already faced the bear and I've already faced the lion. And I got a feeling right now that if God was with me with those obstacles, with that opposition, I managed that well. I got a feeling he's gonna be with me when it matters most now. So if you wanna know if you have a just cause, let's just, let's just go through it. Are you managing the monotonous in your life? Just think about it. Are you managing the monotony in your marriage? Weddings are fun, bro. And then you're like, oh, we're married. It's monotonous. Are you managing the monotony at your job, at your work, in your dream? Are you managing the monotony in your friendships, in your relationships? Are you managing the monotony in your faith? Are you managing the monotony in your church? Like, I'm, I'm driving you towards something here. Well, I don't know. Am I managing the monotony of your church? I don't. Do you ever show up? I, I, when I can. 
when I, when I can. It has never been easier. <laughs> yeah, but Sundays get going. You don't have time for an hour and a half stream on Sundays with your family. I am scared for you. I'm not judging you. I'm scared for you. Now I'm heart and soul. Do you ever show up? I, I can't wait till we get back together. Do you go to a crew now? Show up. Don't spectate, participate. Do you feed the sheep? Well, what do you mean, Rich? I'm not like a Bible teacher. I don't, you don't have to be a Bible teacher. Give what you got. Open up your mouth. Encourage people. Love people. Take time. How you been? I haven't seen you in a while. How about this? Give what you've been given by God back. Do you tithe? Do you give financially? Are you actually a part of this thing, heart and soul? Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. I, if I were you, I would make it a point in your family that God comes first in every area, certainly our finances. I'm telling you what, you can't outgive God. Feed the sheep. Do you find people? Are you living your life intentionally? Wherever God puts you, whatever business, whatever space, whatever scenario, God put me here as a real estate agent to find lost people. Yeah, I'm gonna sell some houses. Yeah, I'm gonna make some deals, but really I'm here on a covert operation for people that don't know Jesus. I'm gonna be salt and light. I'm managing the monotony. Are you protecting your church? Man, this is a, this is a year and a season where we need God's people to come around and protect. And David, when the time came, he managed that which seemed so insignificant and so small. He protected sheep with his very life. It was not hard for him to risk his life for his people. He had already risked his life for his dad's sheep. Yeah. How you manage the monotony determines your commitment to the mission. Period. Period. How you manage the monotony determines your commitment to the mission. Number two. You have to clarify the calling. Number one, manage the monotony. Number two, clarify the calling. Look at this. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 38. David shows up. He's in this conversation with Saul. Saul then dressed David in his own tunic and he put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I love this. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. A just cause will have to constantly and consistently clarify the calling. This is very, very important. Notice what you're, what's happening here. Saul is like, oh, okay, fine, you're gonna go fight. It's really Saul's battle to fight. You're gonna go fight my battle for me. Why don't you wear my stuff? Take, take, take my armor, um, take my tunic, take, take my sword. How funny is it, by the way, that Saul is even trying to give any level of advice to David? Just from what we know about Saul. It's like, really, guy? Okay, um, but put, put, my, put my stuff on, put my stuff on. When I speak about this word calling, what I'm speaking about is that God has ordained every single one of you. He has put his DNA in you. You have been called according to his purposes and every one of you that are watching right now at Silver Spot, on YouTube, on Facebook, in Zoom, right here in our studio, every single one of you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are not an accident. You're born on purpose, with a purpose. God has a plan for your life. God has called you to something specific, something unique, something tailor-made for you. For you. Tailor-made for you. But what I know when it comes to calling is that if we don't clarify it, we will fall into the traps. What are the traps? Well, calling is always criticized. So if you don't clarify your calling, you will start to shift because people will criticize your calling. 
When David showed up on the scene, all of his brothers rebuked him. Shut up. What, who do you think you are? Anything that's significant, anything that's impossible, anything that's big that God's called you to do, it will always be criticized. I wouldn't be scared if you're being criticized. I would be nervous if you're not being criticized. I can't think of a moment in any moment of my ministry that I haven't had people in the stands chirping at me, criticizing. Do I like it? No. Do I recognize that it's a sign that many times it's an indication that I am right where I'm supposed to be? There will always be somebody who tells you that you can't do it. I remember six years ago, we were getting ready to launch this church and I was at a conference speaking and I was on a stage that I was probably not fit or qualified to be on. It was a huge opportunity, but I was around all these incredible leaders and I ended up in this green room with this pastor who's a hero of mine to this day. And for this story, I will not share his name, but I walked in the green room and it was just me and him. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is crazy. I can't believe he's back here and it's me back here. And like, I'm getting ready to speak right now and he's here. I'm like, oh God, help me. And, and so I finally got enough courage. I walked over to him like it's our first date, you know, hey, how are you, you know? Um, and so I started talking and he's like, you know, who are you? I explained who I was. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm in Miami. And he said, oh, Miami, I used to live in Miami. I said, that's incredible. You used to live in Miami. It's the greatest city ever. And he kind of listened to me for a while. And he said, what's your plans? I said, well, right now we're, we're casting vision. We want to plant a church in the heart of Miami. And I'll never forget it. He looked back at me and said, do you know Spanish? And I said, uh, I speak in tongues. He said, you don't speak in Spanish? I, 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 said, I said, no, sir. He said, oh, tough luck trying to, trying to start a church in Miami, not speaking Spanish. I said, well, God bless you. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go preach my message now. You know, <laughs> thank you for encouraging me and making me better, you know? Huh. I remember just being like, so shaken by this criticism. But the older I get, the more I recognize that's just part of the journey. That's just an indication of a just cause. That's just all the more reason why you have to clarify who you are and who you're not. And God bless him. I appreciate his wisdom. I appreciate his voice. But hey, baby, five years later, God is working in Miami. He is up to something. Turns out you don't have to know Spanish to plant a church. Collins will be criticized. There will always be someone to tell us that we can't do it and that we shouldn't do it and that we won't do it. And who do you think you are for doing it? What do you know about planting the church? What do you guys know about being the church in Miami? We don't know. But we know that God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And so we're just trying to walk in our calling. Calling will always be criticized, but calling will also always be compared. And that's what's taking place here, right? Saul's like, hey, bud, you want to go fight him? Put on my armor. I love David. He's, he's honorable. He's like, okay. And he, he puts the armor on and he's like trying to walk around. I just envision him like, you know, trying to walk around. He's like, it doesn't fit. You know, it, it's too big. What's amazing is this is what happens to so many of us. So many of us, we don't understand that God has designed us in a unique way. Each one of you have a unique thumbprint that you might leave a unique imprint. Vu Church has a unique thumbprint. It's not supposed to be like every other church. It's not supposed to be like your last church. It's not supposed to be like that other church that you watch on Instagram. It's just supposed to be the one that God's called us to be. But what will happen in life is so often people will compare us and we'll fall into the trap. And what we'll do is we'll try to put on other people's armor. We'll try to walk around into battle wearing somebody else's tunic, trying to carry somebody else's sword. And isn't it amazing the thing, armor, which is supposed to protect you, when it's not made for you, it ultimately paralyzes you. 
And I wonder how many people today are watching this message right now and you're trying to do it like someone else. You're trying to be just like somebody else. You're just a copycat and you're wondering, how come I feel stuck? How come I can't move forward? I got a feeling. Why don't you shed off that other person's armor and why don't you walk it out the way God called you to walk it out? Life is too short for you to be trapped trying to be someone else. We know who we're called to be. This church is not for everyone. <laughs> this church is for someone. And we as a church want to understand that we can't do everything. So that's why we pay such close attention to the things that we can do and the something that we're supposed to do. We want to clarify our calling. I want to say that very loud and clear today because I'm getting ready to announce some stuff and tell you some stuff. And I think we've got unique strategies and I think that God is calling us to wage war here in Miami and reach people in a unique way for the cause of Jesus Christ. And guess what? It might not fit your preference and it might not fit your personality. That's okay. There's so many great churches in this city. What I'm telling you is that if you're a part of Voo Church, you can rest assured that there will be crystal clear vision and that we will clarify the calling and we will walk unashamed, unafraid, and unapologetic in who God has called us to be in this season. Come on, somebody. If you believe it, give God some praise. David says, I can't go in this. I got a cause. I can't fight like this. I've never fought like this. I got I to gotta shed this stuff. Signs that you have a just cause is that you manage the monotony, that you clarify the calling. But lastly, look at what David does. David, he prepares for the battle. You have to prepare for the battle. Look at what it says, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 40. Then David, he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. I just want you to see that for a moment. There's been a whole lot of years of David's life that we didn't get to record, that we didn't get to see. He was out in the pasture managing the monotony well. Maybe you feel like you're living in monotony right now. Nothing's wasted with God. I can't teach you how to grow overnight. I can teach you how to grow over time. I can't build a great church overnight. We can build a great church over time. Gotta manage the monotony. David, he had enough wherewithal to say, I'm not gonna let the criticism stop me. I'm definitely not gonna let the comparison stop me. Talk all you want, I know who I am. I can't fight in this, I can't go in this. And he sheds the armor. But David says, before I go and wage war with this giant, he grabs his staff, he grabs his sling bag. And notice what the scripture says, I love it. The scripture says that he goes to the brook and he pulls out five smooth stones. And he put them in his shepherd's bag. Someone say five. I know I'm kind of a Bible nerd, but I can't get past it. This is Vu's five year anniversary. Five is the number of grace. What is grace? It's the empowerment of God. It's God's strength showing up in your weakness. It's that God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the lowly things of this world to despise the things that are and things that are not. God chose us, a bunch of kids, in an apartment in Miami. He says, get ready. You just need five. You just need my grace. You just need my empowerment. I love David because David, he's a man of preparation. 
Don't just hope for a miracle, prepare for it. And at Voo Church, we hope and we pray, but we prepare. We pray like it's all on God, but we prepare like it's all on us. And so I just thought on this Vision Sunday, we got the next four weeks, I'm gonna lay out some stuff, but I just thought I would give you five stones, five initiatives for 2021. I just wanna show you how we're preparing. I just wanna show you how we're loading up our shepherd's bag. I just wanted to show you what we're picking up and what we're deciding. Yo, we got some ammunition to actually wage war. We got a cause that's worth fighting for, that's worth dying for, that's worth living for. I just, I just want to show you, the, can I just show you five stones? The first stone, most of these are not a surprise, but the first stone that we're working on right now at, at, at Voo Church would be what I would call this first initiative, this, this stone of, of Voo College. And, and Voo College is something that we began many years ago, but it continues to take on a life of its own. It's something that's very close to my heart and very close to our team's heart, that we wanna be a church that's constantly thinking about resourcing, developing the next generation of leaders. Success is not the goal, succession is. <laughs> Passing it on, play the long game, that we'd raise pastors that are stronger than us, that we raise marketplace leaders that are further than us, that are more equipped than us. And God's done a whole lot in the last few years as we started the college, but we're believing this year as we give out of the abundance, as we give out of our offering to accelerate. We need more staff in VU College. We certainly need more facility space. We're working on different ways of leveraging technology. VU College begins to take on a life of its own. There's so many new programs. We have a one-year program. In the summers, we host a thing called VU Turns where some of the brightest young leaders come and we host them right here at, at HQ and we train them and we develop them. And we have a motto at VU College. It simply says, the future is bright. Yes. I, I don't... I wanna build a church that's not built on the gifts of a couple of us, but on the sacrifice of many of us. I want lots of voices, lots of leaders. I want a big vision. And we believe that VU College continues to be the place where we can do that. I think stone number one is college, but stone number two is this area of outreach. If you've been around VU Church for a while, you know that we are a church that cares about reaching outside of the four walls. In fact, on December 13th, we will receive our annual offering. And if you've been around VU Church for a while, what you know already, is that over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna give away hundreds of thousands of dollars in local nonprofit organizations. Right now we're budgeted, even right now, before you give a dollar to give away $200,000 in the next just few weeks. On your behalf, just on your behalf. We're not raising money for that, it's just already happening. In fact, we're gonna close the year out. I was just talking to accounting before I came to preach and they were telling me that as we close out the year of 2020, after five years of being a church, that we're gonna have $2 million given away in cash towards church planning, towards, towards nonprofits, towards missionaries. There's many things that are close to our heart, whether that's our VU Care programs, where we're taking care of people on Tuesday nights, whether that's our I Love My City programs with once, once a month outreach into the city. I still believe it firmly. We cannot change a city. Don't get this thing twisted. We serve it. We love it. God changes it. God develops it. Last year on Vision Sunday, we talked to you about our heart for foster care. I'm proud to announce that since last year, we've given away $77,000 to foster care. Come on, somebody, give God some praise. We still have so many hopes and dreams around young boys and girls without a home. We want here at Voo Church to be a place that we can find parents, that we can train foster parents. We wanna be a part of the solution. The third stone that we're looking at right now is this thing we call our network. You know it as our Voo friends and family. 
And Vu Friends and Family in one year has taken on a life of its own. Last year, we raised money towards an app and the Vu Friends and Family Network. We still have not completed the app, but what we have finished is a website. It's the Vu Friends and Family website. It's a resource site for other church leaders, for other local churches. How many believe generosity is our privilege is not just a value for your life, it's a value for Vu Church. That we don't just want to tell everybody how to do it right, we wanna bring people on the journey. We wanna share the secrets of what we've learned. We wanna share our success, we certainly wanna share our failure. And Vu Friends and Family has continued to be that hub in that place. What I'm excited about is that over this next year, we're actually gonna to begin to put staff around it. Uh, Adrian Molina and Luke Barry are leaning into that space like never before. Uh, we're creating three different versions of Vu Friends and Family. There's a free site, of course, but then we're also creating a member site for individuals who want leadership development. And we're also planning on creating a church membership site for churches that wanna be coached, churches that wanna be mentored, churches that resonate with the Vu story. Your dollars are gonna make this happen for other people. Our network continues to expand with VU Conference taking place through VU Friends and Family. Of course, this year we had a bit of a derail, but I'm so proud of you because you guys gave and hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent without raising money to put on VUConf Live that was to resource those that are a part of the VU story. It could not have happened without you. We're excited for VU Conference 2021. Right now, the plan is to be back at the Watsco Center. Almost 5,000 people already registered. So many great guests coming. Louis Giglio, Sarah Jakes Roberts, Maverick City Music. Of course, we're gonna be vigilant, we're gonna be wise, we're gonna pay attention to the signs and see what's the best, but right now, we have the go to gather there. We want you to be a part of it. But the fourth stone that we're picking up is this stone of content. Uh, we believe in 2020 that God has opened up our eyes. Uh, this studio right now that I'm in, you can look around at this LED screen. You can see that we've got five different 4K cameras. We've got a jib. We've got a sound team in the back. It was almost $600,000 just in the equipment. Guess how we were able to do that? We were able to do that because last year on Vision Sunday, you gave so radically to accelerate the vision that when we found ourselves in a valley, when we found ourselves not knowing how to do it, I'm so thankful for a church that played the long game, that put the seed in the ground, that when we needed the harvest, there was reserves. But having all this equipment has now put us in a spot right now that we're able to make content almost every single day of the week things are being made. And we're excited because we just wanna to continue to accelerate this as we move into the new year. This is not about building a big church, right? This is about building a healthy church. This is about building an effective church. A church with a cause is an effective church. And so we're leveraging platforms like YouTube and we're leveraging platforms like Apple Music and Spotify. I was just talking with VU Worship, the team in the department, Zach Freeman and Ashley Lindor and Richie White and Don Cherie and Luke and, we're set up right now in January, we're gonna be recording our first full length worship album to be released in 2021. Come on somebody, it's amazing. It's because of you, it's because of your faithfulness, because of your generosity. It's just another stone. Uh, we, are, we are pumped because uh, right now, today, we launched it today on Vision Sunday. Please go check it out today, vuchurch.com. It's a brand new website that we have been working on all through COVID that's gonna house and hold all of our content so that we can reach the masses with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. But that fifth stone, that stone that I think is something that we're all talking about is this stone of facilities. 
And this has uh, been a big, huge obstacle, a giant, uh, a problem. It's been something that's been blocking us from reaching our future. And we've worked very, very hard. And this past year, especially in this season, we have been doing new things. Um, the first thing that we've done that is brand new is that our staff uh, has developed uh, what we're calling our building committee. Of course, our staff leads VU Church uh, under the governance of our board of directors. Our staff is really released to lead, to run with the vision, to carry it. But we understand in these fitting times as you're giving financially, as you're pouring your resources, as you're going to work nine to five, and as you're taking 10%, 11%, 12%, and as you're bringing it and you're saying, hey, I wanna put it at VU Church, but Rich, really what I want is I want a worship center. I mean, how all of us can agree that in 2020, we recognize what it looks like to have our power taken away, to our ability to gather. We're at the mercy of the public school system. We've always said it, we're actually experiencing it right now. And you've heard me say from year one, that is not where I wanna live. I do not wanna live at the, I love the public school system. I love our local government, God bless them. But I want us as a church to be able to gather whenever, however, whoever. And so to actually put some, some traction towards this vision, to actually bring progress and to bring you reports throughout this next year, we've not just taken our staff, it's led by our staff, but we put together a building committee, which is really just representatives from the church. They're not paid by our church, they're just, a part of our church. They're on staff here that is love Vu and they have skills. And I'm thankful. And they're actually here with me today in the studio, our building committee that is gonna really actually, at the end of the day, with whatever properties we buy, go for, what we're gonna build, they're gonna give thumbs up and saying that we're all in, that we're given our co-sign, that we're about it. Just that you have full confidence that we're working tirelessly because we want this to be accomplished. I'm grateful because uh, it's really being led and head by um, a lay pastor in our church. He's no stranger, helped us plant the church, but Nick Del Vento is a part of that team. They're here in the, in the studio. Mauricio Zabata, who actually is a part of Sharif Realty. They have an incredible company. They have been working so much on our behalf of Voo Church, bringing us properties, bringing us ideas. And also Francesca Berry, who's a local real estate agent, but also helped us plant the church from the apartment. They're serving as the building committee. Can we go ahead and give them a big round of applause? We're super grateful for them. Super grateful for you guys. And they're just coming along. They're just coming along saying, I wanna be a part of bringing this to pass. So you're saying, what's happened with facilities? Well. There's levels to this, man. <laughs> and before we take down Goliath, let's call Goliath a full-blown worship center. We probably got to fight some more bears. We probably got to fight some more lions. I wonder, will you help me manage the monotony? Can we keep clarify the calling? Can we prepare for the battle? There's a piece of land right now that we are looking at. It's close to five acres. We're in talks with architects right now. We're praying and we're seeking God. It's millions of dollars, but we believe it could be potentially uh, land that we could purchase and hopefully build our very own worship center. We envision 1,500 plus seats. We envision a place for your kids. We envision a place that we can meet in the midweek. We envision offices and space. It's not all the way done yet, but, but, but God's leading us. And I know it doesn't sound super sexy yet. It's like, bro, what, like, but wait, it's just, but we're gonna celebrate the process. We're, we're gonna play the long game. It's been an amazing journey because um, we have been going day by day and Mauricio who's here in the studio has been working so hard and bringing us properties and looking at spaces. And recently we looked at a property and we, we thought it was a good property for a brand new HQ where we could build our own digital sanctuary that we wanna actually have an asset. We wanna have, we wanna have some, you know, a stake in the ground right here in Miami. And we, we were going back and forth and we kind of got close in the deal, but we just, 
it just was shaking, it wasn't right. And I was coming up to Vision Center, I'm going, this is crazy. I just feel like the Lord has led us that we, we, we need to bring something to the church. We need to show the church that we've been doing something. Yeah. I, I want the church to know we've been doing something. I want the church to know that the team and staff is working on their behalf in this category. Yeah. And we got a call last week and it's just one of those supernatural miracle stories from a, a faithful woman in the community of Miami who's a believer, who loves Jesus, who's a friend of Vu. And um, five years ago, she began to construct a building. It's about 6,000 square feet. I'm not gonna tell you where it is yet. Keep coming back for the next few weeks. But it may be one of the most strategic, one of the most influential parts of our city. And I believe it will serve as a beacon of light, a lighthouse, that the hub of the energy of our ministry of Vu Church, whether it's our staff, whether it's our gatherings, that we will gather there and the work that we do that seems small, but we will do it with excellence, will turn into greatness that will have a reverberation effect that the world will hear about. And last week, we sat down and had a meeting with her and just yesterday, she sent me a letter. And she wrote me a letter and I called her before and I said, can I share just a part of the letter? She said, this is my letter to describe an extraordinary gift Jesus gave me through extraordinary means and that now I intend to gift to Vu Church in the same way. My family and friends have all prayed with me for many years about this building and it's used to glorify God. And underneath the walls, each column has a verse written on it, glorifying the Lord and dedicating it to Him alone. There are also verses written on, on the very floor bef before the final concrete was poured. I have seen God's presence in this building everywhere. And I wanted to create a hardware by finishing the building and letting someone else run it to execute God's vision through their software. That software is Vu Church, which has proven its outreach outside the walls of church into this city and beyond. In order to execute the vision my Lord God gave me, I prayed and believe that God has clearly shown me Vu Church is the way this vision will be accomplished on this earth. I am humbled and in awe at God's timing as I started connecting the dots. There are many stories to be told here as God lined up every tiny detail and worked all things together for good. This woman who you don't know, five years ago, God told her to build and construct this building that friends is worth millions and millions of dollars. And if God would so have it, it is the intention of her heart that she would give. There's, there's some details that have to be worked out. We're gonna be bringing you news over the next four weeks. There's some details where there's definitely money, millions of dollars on our part but the equity value of this property and the strategic location of where it's at and the beacon of light that it will be towards this city, I, I can't even begin to explain to you. It's not normal, it's supernatural. It's not every day a ho-hum. It's a specific, clear, strategic, influential calling. Five years ago, we didn't know her name and she didn't know our name, but God was telling her to build and God was telling us to gather people. And while we came up against every obstacle, we just kept saying, is there not a cause? Let's just prepare for it. Let's just prepare for it.
Rich, how do I prepare for it? Today, in your heart, ask God, God, what should I give? How can I be a part of this story? How can I put the stones in my bag? How can I get ready for the battle? Those that prepare for tomorrow, man, I'm telling you, that's who the future belongs to. I'm gonna give you my, I'm gonna tell you every week what God's doing. I'm hoping I'm gonna show you the building hopefully next week. Things have gotta work out. I want you to be praying. But if God gives this to us, this will be the greatest miracle Voo Church has seen to this day. But friends, it won't be the last one. Let it be a testimony that he is just getting started, that he is telling his story, that he has a plan for Voo. And you're invited. You're invited. David grabbed five stones. And theologians have talked, why did he gather five? Why did he gather five? Why did he gather five? And the answer is, we don't know why he gathered five. <laughs> but some believe, as you read 1 Samuel, there's another portion of scripture that there was four other giants. And they were Goliath's brothers or relatives. And some believe David said, all right, I know he told me there's one, but I'm gonna prepare for the giants on the other side. I'm gonna prepare for every obstacle that's waiting for me because just after I take down this giant, I already know there's another battle awaiting me. But good news, I have already signed up to play the long game. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying planted and I'm ready for a fight. I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready no matter the cost, no matter the obstacle. He will work in our weakness. He will turn it into strength. All we gotta do is give Him what we have. All you have is all you need. Give Him your stones. Give Him your sling. Give Him your staff. Give Him what you got. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. It helps so much. For more content from Vu and to connect with us, go to vuchurch.com. We love you. The best is yet to come.